Hello and welcome to Theatre of the World with your old friends, Man Bites God. I'm James. I'm Mark. And I'm Chris. And this is episode five of series two, which is something like 13 if you're keeping track at home. And uh, hello, this uh, is called Nightmares. 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 And, and I think, Sparky, at the start of this episode, it yeah. should sound nightmare from okay. the very beginning. Right. Okay. You're going to ignore that because that's like, we do that every week where we say to Mark, oh, and this bit should have echo on it, and then this bit should, and Mark just sees increments of time <laughs> kicking over. Uh, says, you know what? I'm just going to put the podcast up, you cunts. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to do that. Oh, look, could my, could my voice just be a uh, semitone lower just through this section? Um, hey, uh, uh, I, this is not really... Uh, I would like to start um, with, with... Start off topic. Off topic? Yeah, good. Is that cool? <laughs> this is the second last episode of this series, but is it too late to start a, a regular segment? Oh, why not? It's never too late to start a regular segment. I would like to segment. call this segment Something Funny Happened to Me on the Way to This Podcast. Awesome. All right. There's a lot of pressure. Something funny has to happen to you next time yeah. as well. Yeah, I know. A funny thing happened to me uh, on the way to this podcast. Oh, yeah. I, I was on the train and um, I just saw a guy get so angry. Like, yeah, there's impotent rage and then there's a guy who just gets so angry that the rage has to come out. But it, he's so angry that it just comes out inappropriately. And what happened was he was just exiting the train and you push the button to open the door on the train and the door didn't open straight away and all the other doors opened and this guy's door didn't open. And then it opened. It just opened a couple of seconds later than all the other doors. But this guy clearly was in a bit of a hurry and he just you could just see him steaming and explode because his door opened three seconds later than all the other doors on the on the train. And so he he screamed Faggots <laughs> at the door. He called the door a faggot. Now yeah, there yeah. is so wow. there's so much happening uh, uh, on that because what he's done is he's gone. I am so angry at this inanimate object that I am going to a humanize it, then b sexualize it, mm. ascribe it a sexuality, and then. Attack that sexuality. Do you know how much work that guy had to do just to call the door a faggot? It's a nightmare. <sighs> well a nightmare. Yeah. Well anyway. oh. It's uh, that anyway. That there you go. But I mean, how how angry must you be at a door to call it a faggot? I can think of nothing worse. It literally is like. I oh, sorry. That sort of reminded me. It's a bit. Bit slightly different scenario, but I was walking along the street in the city, and there it was a hot day, and I saw a guy walk out of a convenience store, having purchased himself an icy pole. Nice. And uh, he was opening it, and it fell out, <laughs> fell out of the onto the ground. That's awful. And I just went, oh, uh, like I was on the other side. Of the road. <laughs> <laughs> Did you really walk out and go? Oh, <laughs> like but, like he like you were the sitcom audience of his life. But he he was so angry. He picked it up. He just he raged out and picked up this thing and just threw it into a bin and walked off down the street. And my 
my desire was to run across the street and go into the convenience store, buy him another icy pole, and chase him down the street with it, and go, dude, I saw what happened. I felt <laughs> awful. You should have done that. I wish I had. That would have been ama- that would have been. He would have been telling that story forever. Yeah. Literally, you know, you know what that is. That is the updated Good Samaritan yeah. story. That is a story from the Bible of icy poles. Yeah. <laughs> And lo, one day a traveller bought a Weespa. Yeah. Um, I haven't uh, ever seen anybody get really angry in public. Good. Great. So that's great. Good. Great story, Chris. As always, Chris, punching your weight <laughs> in this podcast, as always. Excellent. Excellent. Oh, we should start the way we start um, with our fact bombs. Fact bombs, fact bombs. Mark's got a fact bomb. Hopefully. Fact bombs. Dreams can come true, according to Gabrielle, who tells us, look at me, babe, I'm with you, by way of example. Uh, what? Dreams can come true. It's true. You know you got to have hope. Yeah. You know you got to be strong, James. Look at me, babe, I'm with you. Okay, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I assume if this is a reference to something. Yeah, yeah. this is, um, I've, I've gone, I've gone... Musical theme. Yeah, okay, good. Okay. Yeah. Um, Stevie Nicks drips. 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 <laughs> Stevie <laughs> Nicks drips. <laughs> Too much cocaine. <laughs> Is it, wasn't Stevie Nicks the, with the... Like, I'm pretty sure someone ex- explained what felching was to me by using Stevie Nicks as an example. <laughs> Do you know, I saw the Fleetwood Mac reunion tour the other day and Stevie Nicks, so much cocaine, the whole concert, she dripped. <laughs> <laughs> the whole concert. She was like a little puddle by the end of it. <sighs> oh, Jesus. Stevie Nicks drifts off topic in Fleetwood Mac's song Dreams and tells us, somewhat inaccurately, that thunder only happens when it's raining. Not true. Yeah. <laughs> Not true, Miss Nix. Yeah. Thunder is the sound caused by the sudden expansion of air surrounding a bolt of lightning, and while lightning is usually accompanied by some form of precipitation, it doesn't necessarily have to be rain. Yeah. Take a good look at yourself, Stevie Nix. Dream. Dream. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Which, by the way, sounds like felch. It's yeah. rude. Doesn't it? <laughs> Whatever it is. I'd like a dream job. <laughs> dream told us that things can only get better. And their Wikipedia page confirms this. <laughs> with, the, with the most recent edition announcing the newly reformed group supported Wheatus in 2012. Oh. On their I'm Still a Teenage Dirtbag uh, tour. Fact bombs. Oh, That's some nice, that was some nice fact bombs. Most of those were nightmarish. Our dairy products will keep you in the pink. Enjoy our dairy products, pure and good to eat and drink. I'd like to read something out. Cool. Um, this is a statement. This is a prepared statement. <laughs> I have a prepared mm-hmm. statement for um, the ladies and gentlemen of the press. Um, uh, it'd be, it may be, may be something under this. Cool. Sparky, something musical. I'll leave it to your own judgment. Okay, thanks. Once, when I was 11 years old, I caught the flu. I tried to sleep, but I kept having these weird, intense fever dreams and woke up restless and upset. The one I can remember is I was playing cricket and fielding in the hot sun. I was feeling really sick and woozy, almost fainting in the heat, but nobody would let me leave the field. 
I just had to keep standing there, and no one that uh, and no one cared that I was about to pass out. It was an awful dream. When I woke up and stumbled to breakfast, I said to my mum, "I had the weirdest dream last night." Without looking up from her toast, she said, "Yeah, you were fielding in the hot sun during a cricket game, and you were feeling sick, but they wouldn't let you leave." I was amazed. My mother had never shown any soothsaying talent before, and this guess was unbelievably accurate. I was seriously considering burning her as a witch when she explained, "I had been calling out in my sleep, and she had come into my room." She asked me what was wrong, and whilst still asleep, I had rationally explained to her about my torturous cricket game. When my mother heard this, she said in a clear, authoritative voice, "This is James's mother. My son is very sick, and he doesn't want to play cricket anymore." There was a pause. Then I smiled and said, "Thanks, Mum," and got my first good night's sleep in a long time. <laughs> That's a true story. Nice that my mother uh, became a dream warrior. Yeah, I have similar stories from my time at school of being made to play cricket and not wanting to, and they weren't dreams. Sure, but they were still nightmares. <laughs> they used you as the stumps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I can understand your reticence. Yeah, no, that'd be horrible. Yeah. Um, I, I had a, a kind of a nightmare experience on the um, flight back from Japan mm. recently. Chris has been to um, Japan. Everybody, I went to Japan, um, and uh, I, I it, it was weird. It was one of like that, those kind of waking waking dreams. So I was on the plane. I'd been trying to get to sleep, and I'd clearly passed over into sleep, um, but I still thought I was awake. But my dream was me in a plane. Um, and then the captain. What a, this is, what a vivid imagination you have! It's the worst in-flight entertainment I have ever heard. The captain has uh, has made an announcement um, and said, "Ladies and gentlemen, uh, would you please open your windows? We have a surprise for you." And then we all opened our windows, and the surprise was we were crashing into the ocean, and we've hit the ocean. And as soon as we hit the ocean, I woke up. Um, and uh, and had a little yelp and the uh, and woke the people up around me and that's as as uh, big a reaction I think I've ever had to a nightmare that I'm aware of but uh, it's pretty it's Were pretty you restrained dramatic. for the rest of the flight yeah I should have been restrained but um, yeah it was uh, it was it was a good time and uh, we all had fun <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Always, also, oh. always knows how to end a story, doesn't <laughs> yeah, he? Chris? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it reminds me actually uh, uh, when I used to go to university um, in the mornings, and I went to university for about four minutes, um, partly because I had to wake up early and catch a bus, and I hate both of those things. And um, I would be on a bus early in the morning, and I would be nodding off in, the, mm. and, and often I would get on at kind of the start of the you know, the terminal, so I, I, I could have the big back seat. And um, so I'd nod off in the back seat of a bus, um, you know, sitting up kind of head lolling forward, kind of sort of semi-sleeping on the way to university. And then I would have, I don't know, weird, crazy, you're on the bus dreams, much like how Chris had just described. And I would wake up and I would wake up like this. Uh. And it wouldn't be loud. It would just be a uh, kind of a noise. 
And so I would wake up from a crazy dream, but I would wake up to everyone on the bus staring at me <laughs> like I was in a Fellini movie. And it's just, and that is a crazy way to wake up because A, you've fallen asleep and you wake up and you're not in a bed. Hmm. You wake up sitting on a bus that is moving and everyone on the bus is turning to you as if you're giving a press conference. It's, oh, it was weird. Yeah. There is, there is a, 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 a myth I, um, I assume it's a myth um, that when you die in your dreams or in your nightmares that you die in real life. Yeah, I've, I've wondered about this because they can't pr- – how do you prove it's that? It's very difficult to prove. That's like people who say drowning is the uh, easiest, most relaxing way to die. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think <laughs> – da 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 Hey! I think uh, – <laughs> Uh, for those of you who can't see this podcast, I just took a step away from the mic when I said that and went, job done. <laughs> <sighs> sorry, put his mate, feet up on the coffee table. <laughs> uh, sorry, man. Go but, on. But did Look you know? Thumbs into his belt. <laughs> <laughs> he was <laughs> very proud. Very proud. Um, Take that, society. The uh, But... It's kind of um, it's kind of the premise behind Nightmare on Elm Street. It is, which is a great series ah. of movies. That first movie is so good because it, it it that premise is so strong. Yeah, and one of my the things that I discovered while doing some research, which probably should go into fact fact bombs. I'm sorry that I've withheld, but um, you don't write fact bombs. Is it uh, Wes? Well, I, I could have you been doing this podcast. I could have shared it with him. I could have shared it with Sparky and it's your own dubiously <laughs> factual segment. Then uh, Gabrielle, you know, could have been pushed down a notch. Um, the uh, Chris's fact bubbles is apparently Wes Craven was inspired mm. for with that film by an actual uh, event where where a bunch of um, uh, asylum seekers in the US all died in their sleep. The assumption, they sort of, I'm not sure, I couldn't get enough information to find out whether they all died at the same time or whether they they died, but they that, all died in their sleep. Not being able to get enough information should never stop you coming no, up with no, no. Chris. Um, <laughs> hello, hello, is this Wes Craven? No, don't, don't hang up yet, I don't have enough information. Oh! Um, but yeah, apparently um, there is actually a syndrome, which is more co- common in... Um, uh, in people from Southeast Asia, um, which uh, involves basically having a heart attack while you're sleeping, um, but is is dramatically increased by stress or, most specifically, um, post-traumatic stress disorder. So the theory is that these uh, refugees were actually under co- quite a lot of stress and ended up dying. But the but the 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 thought that maybe they were all having the same dream and being chased by someone who was killing them off one by one um, was the inspiration for uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. James, when Chris said people from Southeast Asia before, did you tense up as well? <laughs> Just waiting waiting for another tirade of racial hate. <laughs> I've noticed one thing from doing these podcasts, and that is that uh, Chris tends to save the racial hatred until late, until we're really comfortable. He's not not out of the gates with it. And then he'll say something like, so the Serbians, (laughs) and then you're away. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah. Fact bubble. Do you want- Non-fiction bomb. I've actually got a name. The the condition is called Brigada Syndrome. 
and um and, and the effect is that when uh, people are asleep, that uh, somehow the the um, brain isn't controlling the heart as well as it is when you're awake, and therefore you're more likely to die in your sleep. You say brigada, I say potato. Yeah, this syndrome's happening to people listening to this podcast <laughs> at the moment. They're all asleep and having nightmares that are much more entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> Come choose your Easter bonnet With all the frills upon it We'll make you look like a breath of spring For the Easter parade So, who, who, who played Nightmare, the, the board game? Oh, was that the that was the one with the VHS tape? Wasn't yeah, it? I had to rewind. Look, I never played it, but I remember the advertisements. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. So, uh, was for for those of you who are who were say born after the nineteen eighties, um, <laughs> or didn't? I, I think it was mostly popular in Australia. It was an Australian game, but I think it it had a little bit of international success. Mm. Um, but essentially, what it was was a board game. Um, that was released in the in the 1980s um, that involved you playing a standard board game dice and moving characters and collecting things. Um, but at the same time, you put a VHS tape in your VHS player and a um, host, which was the gatekeeper of a cemetery in the first oh, edition. Which, by the way, he's a guy. He was so... The makeup on that was so poor. He looked like he was just out trick-or-treating. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. A really uh, bad sort of... Ma- he looked He looked like he was doing an approximation of the Emperor from Return of the Jedi. Or an extra from Les Miserables. Yes. Um, and, uh, uh, and, and so, literally, the, he would interrupt the game at certain points. Um, Which was annoying. And, uh, and say, whoever's turn it is next, you have to do this thing. And if you did it, you got to jump forward or whatever. Take your pants um, off. Which was um, genius because in the 1980s, the kids were like right into watching TV. Yeah, yeah. So, if you could put TV and board games together, you were on a win. There was no internet. This was one of the first like interactive style things. That's it. And you uh, and of course once you played it once you knew exactly when the uh, when the host was going to come back and uh, you know the second time you played it no pants not that much of a surprise yep. no pants <laughs> yeah um, but uh, I think that was that was a pretty uh, you know Shit pretty game. amazing thing <laughs> for the time you can now play it on YouTube. It is, oh, it is all. Oh, that's it is amazing. It is all on YouTube. Awesome. Uh, and I went. I found some of the video on YouTube, and it's it's bizarre because whoever's put it up on YouTube um, has this kind of disclaimer going. I was the first person to put this up on YouTube. Oh, so really? if you see any other videos of this up on YouTube, someone else has stolen my hard work. I had to copy all of this off a of VHS tape mm. and put it up on YouTube. I like. I. Like, seriously, you're calling copyright on the copyright material that yeah. you've stolen? The material you don't own. Yeah. Was but I've done a lot of work. Yeah, that's you right. You don't understand. Yeah. Uh, all four tapes. So, that after the first one, they had additional packages you could buy, and the, there was the witch, and there was the, the, the zombie. The lion. Um, the wardrobe. And, that was yeah, not that's popular. Right, yeah, that's um, right, Scarecrow. Yeah. The tin man. <laughs> the wood tick. <laughs> yeah, it all went Sleeping. downhill after that. <laughs> The Little Mermaid. Oh, that was great. Yeah. Is it your turn? Grow a tail. <laughs> that 
wasn't uh, <laughs> Nightmare wasn't the only uh, board game of that type, though. No, there was a there was a, a I had Space one. Age one or something, wasn't there? Uh, was maybe Space I had one that was. Let's face it, this is the shonkiest game. You think Nightmare was shonky? This game was shonky as it was a horse racing game, <laughs> and the concept. Ah, oh, someone gave it to us, and the concept was. It, and how, by the way, how healthy is this for young people? The concept was you just go to the track and bet on horses, <laughs> and the idea was. Um, uh, they gave you a videotape with probably three hours of footage on it. And in that three hours of footage, there would be, I would say, I don't know what, like... Just taped off Sky Sports. Yeah, just taped off <laughs> But it, it was like, you know, uh, I don't know, 400 or 500 horse races. And so the idea was you'd all bet on the horses and they would always be the same horses. You all bet, you bet on the horses and then you just randomly cued the tape up to the start and they always had very clear starts. So you could see the, the image and that would be the uh, start of the race. Mm. And then you just bet on a, on a horse race that you got off a pre-recorded tape. And that was the whole game. Oh, my God. It's minutes it of like fun for the whole family. Sounds like a lot of work to <laughs> wear. But just go to the horse races. It's, just, it's essentially gambling. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's on a par with uh, the smoking game or something, yeah. you know. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's awesome. It was the pissiest game. <laughs> but, see, people like... People like to uh, watch TV, so it was kind of the halfway point, I guess, between telling the kids to turn off the TV and, and play a board game. Mm-hmm. Is you go, you can keep the TV on, but play a board game. But put this VCR of sixty-five horse races on. Yeah. The um, uh, it's well, I mean, this is all pre-internet. You tell people this now, they won't believe it. No, right? they laugh at you. You have to queue up a video. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's cra- That is cra- now, I, I, I lived it, and I, it sounds crazy. Yeah, I remember, and this is. I can't believe that this was me. There was one point where I was like, yeah, I don't know that I'm going to get into DVDs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I'll just... Stick I'll to just, videos? I'll stick to VHS. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. Seem They're to more convenient. Look, yeah. You look, you've picked your camp. Harder to lose. Bigger yeah. boxes. Yeah. I only have a very small number of VHS tapes and no VHS player anymore. No, no one does. No, I'm pretty sure we'll get to that retro yeah. thing because, you know, there are a lot of – well, not a lot, but there indie are a few mus- indie bands doing things now. on tapes. Yeah. I'm sure that there will be some independent filmmakers soon who go, I only want my film to be shown on VHS. <laughs> Just better. <laughs> it'll all be B-grade horror film uh, makers will we'll go, no, I, if you watch this on DVD, your experience is way too, too crisp. The problem is that there are – I mean, with any format change, mm. is that there, there just are films that – don't are deemed not good enough to make the crossover. Yeah. Um, and uh, so you just, you do, you get films that you remember. Like, I was a member of a video library when I was a kid, and this video library had 40,000 videos. Like, it was on, it was, it was, they were very proud of it. It had an art house section that was a proper art house section. It had a, it had a, a silent movie section. Like, this place was amazing. And I saw so many wonderful movies there on VHS. Now, like, I go, oh, I remember this amazing movie I saw, you know, for two bucks for a hire at this place. And you can't find it on DVD because the studio just went, oh, it's not really worth our while for the two people who like this movie to digitally transfer it. And so, you know, I can't think of one off the top of my head. Oh, the houseboat horror leaps to me. But but there are just so many movies that are only in the world that are only available on VHS mm. still. Mm. And, I mean, the, the mo- for me, the most famous one is Kenneth Branagh's movie um, a, a Midwinter's Tale yeah. or A Winter's Tale or In the Bleak Midwinter. It's called Various Things in Various Countries. But um, it's Kenneth Branagh. He made Thor. 
Hmm. He won, you know, he's nominated for an Academy Award for Henry V. He made that Hamlet that went for eight hours or something. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I own that on DVD. Yeah. But uh, uh, this is a really very funny movie starring Michael Maloney, and it's a really good film. And it's just, it's just not on DVD. It just, it's it staggers me. Mm. The end. Well, uh, just so you know, I do have Houseboat Horror on DVD. Do you? Awesome. So, it is out on DVD. Yeah. Yeah, you can get it on DVD. And did you fair dinkum bar up? Uh, fair dinkum, yeah. Hey, guys, girls. Party time. Come up here. The ma- oh, excuse me. Magnificent, you'll bar up. I'm only interested in a lot of films if they, if they can come in board game form. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Maybe, that, maybe, that's, maybe that's the next thing. Maybe what they should do is they should take big Hollywood blockbusters, make the board game that you can play whilst watching the big Hollywood <laughs> blockbuster. Um, it's, basically, it's basically taking the nightmare board game structure yeah. and then watching Twilight while you do it, which is prob- would probably make it much more entertaining. Something to distract you. <laughs> yeah, <film. laughs> that's right. <laughs> You are a pissy vampire. <laughs> Can I say, you know my major problem? I hate Twilight. Of course I do. Yeah. But you know my major problem with that movie? Oh, have I read any of the books? No. Have you seen any of the movies? No. So I'm only going on things I've seen a bit of and hearsay. Yeah. But apparently, right, they're vampires. Yeah. yeah. And they live forever. Mm. Right. Mm. And they, so consequently, as a result of living, they're young. Yes. And yeah. beautiful, yeah. and they live forever. And as a result of being young and beautiful and living forever, they're insanely rich mm. because you know you can't live forever and not be insanely wealthy. You know, you invest a dollar and you're away. Uh, and um, and they're very knowledgeable. They've lived forever, so they've yeah. seen a lot of shit. They've done a lot of shit. They've got endless resources and superpowers. Mm. Am I right so far? Mm-hmm. I believe so. These vampires are in high school. Yeah. What the fuck is that? You are an immortal, rich, powerful being, and you're in high school playing baseball. Yeah. What kind of vampire plays baseball? I won't have it. I won't have it. I, I will not have that. I won't stand for it. It's, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously all of these things are important. I think the problem with uh, Twilight is probably that it crossed over into the mainstream. It's probably really just intended for 15-year-old yeah. um, girls. And The mainstream is 15-year-old girls. It's the Everyone's Judy Blue. a 15-year-old girl. Yeah. I'm a 15-year-old girl. That's right. Hello. <laughs> You're very pretty. Thank you. Yeah. Um, without defending Twilight, but, I mean, seriously. But that's true. Like, how, the, how did it become so smart. successful? Yes. Can't vamp- don't vampires die if they go in the sun? Yeah, there's These ways for them sparkly. to die. Uh, I think they get a bit sparkly in the sun. I've actually seen... I saw the first one. What was it like? Mm. Can't remember. Yeah, Awful, I think. I saw it on a plane. Yeah, don't watch it. I remember plane. absolutely nothing about it, though. Films are heightened, <laughs> though. Films are really heightened when, when they're watched on planes. I was mm. on a plane recently, and I watched back-to-back um, in the movie section. I watched Searching for Sugar Man. That's great, isn't it? A great documentary, if you haven't seen it. Absolutely uh, see that. It is a wonderful uh, rockumentary. Mm. Uh, I watched that and then I watched the new, like the new oh, Muppet yeah. movie. Yeah. Basically the same plot. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially yeah. it's about, you know, old people uh, and, and, and sort of undiscovered fan bases and getting back together. and like So, yeah, it's pretty yeah, much the same cool. plot. Look, they were, the new Muppet movie's okay. It's not as good as the first three where Jim Henson was alive. Of course it's not, but it's okay. Um, and um, Surgeon Fisher Command was wonderful, but I'd been awake for 20 hours. I was in the air. And I was in tears. Both I was crying like a baby. I was so moved by both movies, and by and the Muppets were second. And by the I was inconsolable by the Muppets. <laughs> Those little pieces of cloth are in trouble. 
And I was just, I was weeping openly into my tinned salad because, you know, you're in a plane. Everything's heightened. So what I'm saying is if you didn't like Twilight on a plane, no hope. Yeah. Because that is the best way to enjoy that movie. Because your emotions are already shredded. You can become invested in movies that you wouldn't normally be invested in just by virtue of the fact that you're on a plane watching them. Mm. Mm. Learn to dance today, there's fun in your feet. A tap step for two step for any new beat. Whirling and twirling is rhythm and grace. To learn to dance, our school is the place. While Mark reminds himself of the rhythm of... Mark, sorry, for those of you listening at home, uh, this silence is brought to you by Mark reminding himself of the rhythm of his own... There's a lull in proceedings. Hey, I wrote a poem. Oh, what a surprise. Do you want to fucking read it? I'm going to have a go at this. Mark's poem. It's got a complex rhythm. It's about dreaming. Am I really standing naked in front of my co-workers in the foyer of the building where I work... And is my boss really phoning the police and telling them to come because an employee's gone berserk? Or is it suppression of neoprenophen, serotonin or even histamine and tonic immobility reflex? Or has communication from my hippocampus to neocortex slowed? And is it this that is the reason I'm so vexed? Pinch me. Am I dreaming? No, I'm really naked. (laughs) (laughs) This is very nice. Thank you. This is tenuous. Um, The thing that is my nightmare is... All, all three of us, um, both uh, together and separately, have done very creative things. Um, and the problem, the, like, there's nothing, pro- no problem with creating things. That's easy for all three of us. The problem then is uh, finding an audience or selling those things. And that is hard, not only hard, but also soul destroying and horrible. And um, the number of times I have been asked to write press releases, for example, for things that I've done uh, is lots. And it's it's one of my personal nightmares because you've made this thing that you think is wonderful and cool, and then you get a press agent who comes to you and says, "Yeah, great, yeah, yeah, we'll put you in the in the media and stuff like that. Can you just write write a few press releases?" And I just I just reached a point um, where I brought out a solo album uh, called "The Man Who Broke His Own Heart," available iTunes, um, and um, uh, uh, someone I was working with said, "Ah, oh, look, can you write a few press releases?" Um, and I wrote one to them that was called James Hates Writing Press Releases. And it was just about how I had a new album out and I had to write a lot of press releases. And I didn't want to do it. And I got that one handed back to me um, saying, it's very funny, James, but uh, it won't sell albums. Can you write proper press releases? And so out of sheer bloody-mindedness, which, by the way, is how I make everything, out of sheer spite, I wrote um, a few joke press releases that I just bombarded this company with until they stopped returning my calls and consequently the album didn't sell very well. So that'll show them. So I thought what I would do today is just read completely made up press releases uh, for a very real album that I did uh, that I wrote just to just to annoy one person. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the first one. Sailor uses James Hazelden's CD to signal for help. Pete Arbuckle, who was attempting to become the first man to sail an easily capsizable boat around the world, (laughs) hit trouble just four minutes into his historic journey when his easily capsizable boat somehow capsized. 
Standing on the upturned hull of his rapidly sinking vessel, he used Australian folk singers James Hazelden's new album, The Man Who Broke His Own Heart, to signal for help from a passing helicopter by using the shiny disc to reflect the sun's rays as a kind of solar beacon. It seems Hazelden's CD of heartfelt songs about love and loss was the only album that Arbuncle had brought with him for his 36-month trip. And as he had fallen in love with his voice and the stories it tells, ironically, the album contains a song called Squid, in which Hazelden uses a mishap at sea as a playful metaphor for his own disastrous love life. Arbuckle did not have a chance to see the irony of this, however, as he died of scurvy 40 minutes after being rescued. Nobody is quite sure how. Arbuckle is survived by his parrot, Wilma. <laughs> That's the, that was the press release. Nice. I'll read one I more. It. I'll read one more. Um, I, I, we should use this one for down the line for Man Bites Guy. I like this one. Australian folk singer accidentally number one on Swedish metal charts. <laughs> <laughs> Australian acoustic singer-songwriter James Hazelden has inadvertently achieved the dream of every pimply, depressed, leather-clad Swedish 16-year-old boy. He now has a number one hit on the Swedish metal charts. And he did it accidentally. Apparently, Hazelden, who was about to embark on an extensive European tour, sent a corrupted MP3 file of a song from his new album, The Man Who Broke His Own Heart, to a Swedish promoter. The song, You Make Me Feel, left James Hazelden's laptop as a cute, harmonious love song, but arrived in Sweden full of loud digital distortion, <laughs> flanged incomprehensible voice, voices, and piercing high-pitched squealing. The song was leaked online and quickly became number one on Sweden's much-respected metal charts. James Hazelden has taken this all in stride and plans to release the accidental remix as a B-side for a future single. New York, or as it is known in Sweden, the Ouch Ouch Death Death <laughs> Jumping Song, toppled the very popular homegrown metal hit Min Havad Afangat Abindor Statanisk, which literally means My Head Is Caught In Your Car Door, Satan. <laughs> There you go. Excellent. That's nice. I can't believe they didn't believe that one. And it sounds. It sounds. I think that's actually. It's legit. For you can get away with it as long as that media release didn't end up in Germany. And frankly, I mean, there's no real system in the world for information to travel long distances. No. Um, why? Why did? Why Germany? Wasn't that Germany? No, no Sweden. Sweden. You're not Sorry. even listening. Germany. Yeah. Sweden. Oh. Whatever. Same thing. Yeah. There, is. yeah. Pretty much. there it is. There it is. See? <laughs> Racial hate. See, late and he yeah. slips it in. Yeah. That's the key. Are we have to ask Chris? Yeah, sure. Awesome. Uh, this is a segment uh, that uh, Chris puts a lot of work into every week. Yeah. Uh, and it has a theme song. And it's James like and I put a lot of work into <laughs> every week. <laughs> Chris has got answers in his pants. Ask Chris. Ask Chris. He's a fucking genius. Ask Chris. Ask Chris. He's a fucking genius. Ask Chris. Racist hate. All right, this uh, question, this uh, this episode um, comes from uh, Anna Renzenbrink, who writes, if you found yourself living in a board game Jumanji style, which one would it be? It's a good, um, uh, good question and, and eerily uh, uh, mm, relevant to well, today's conversations. That's right. I was going to say um, that probably I should say nightmare just uh, <laughs> to keep in with uh, the theme of the episode. Um but I think I would like to live uh, in the board game Hungry Hungry Hippos um, so that I would never be short of delicious marbles. But you might be because the other three hippos might take them all. I would kill those hippos. I would, I would slaughter those hippos first and then I would take the, the delicious you marbles. You could just eat the marbles, Chris. 
I could just eat the marbles. <laughs> Let's feed Chris marbles. <laughs> <laughs> you mean like Pac Man? <laughs> Waka, waka, waka. I haven't really thought about how I'd prepare marbles. <laughs> Chris today was arrested at the New York Zoo for feeding hippos marbles. <laughs> and then strangling. What a fucking crazy. It's like the game is hungry, hungry hippos. Is that how you teach hungry? Okay, so the deal is there are four hippos. You're one of the hippos. There are all these marbles and you've got to get the, the most marbles. Uh, in order to ensure a win, you make sure that you kill all the other hippos. <laughs> I don't remember that being part of the game. Yeah, but if I have to live in the game... You know, it's a it's a survival of the fittest at that point. I'd like to apologise. I'd like to apologise to Anna because Chris has not understood your question. Um, the uh, the other thing, obviously, about living in the hungry hungry hippos game is that the hungry hungry hippos are pretty much stuck to the one position. Yeah. So you're so, not even under threat, really. Don't even need to kill them. Just deny them marbles until they, <laughs> until they starve. <laughs> I might befriend a hungry hungry hippo. Who knows? <coughs> I don't know yet because I haven't been in the game. Oh, this, oh, this segment is <laughs> Why do we keep doing this? I segment? don't know. I don't know. Is there any others? Is that it? <laughs> is that That's it? the only one I'm prepared to answer this week. Jesus, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. If you have any questions, though, send them, to question. the, <laughs> send them to the Facebook page or to an email address that will be provided by Mark um, or the Twitter uh, account. Uh, podcast at theatreoftheworld.com. Yeah. No emails anymore. Just just find us on Twitter. Yeah. T O T W podcast with an at. It's true. It's 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 a weird, it's a it's a modern problem. But literally, uh I know that someone's told me something, but if I have to go back and check information, I go, did they send me a text message or an email or was it a Twitter direct or was or it did they strangle my hip? Was it a Facebook <laughs> was it a Facebook message? Trying to find where the information is is really hard. Did they send it to me on a VHS tape? <laughs> I love a novelty press release. Number of VHS <laughs> Did tapes. Did I play the board game of this information? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this whole thing has been. A we should release it though. We should we should release a new VHS uh, board game, yeah. which is essentially it's the Theatre of the World Man slash Man Bites God podcast, where it's just us. We sit in front of a camera, and every so often we say, "Stop." What you're doing uh, now? Move forward six spaces, and you can play with any board game you want. It's just like it's just us it's letting you cheat. Yeah. yeah, look at the cards of the player next to you. You know that sort of stuff. We're playing chess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do a poo on the board. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. All right, let's do that. All right. We um, can do it now. Uh, okay, so um, someone's playing a board game. Yeah, right. right? Ready? Uh, okay, so we wait a little bit and we just all weigh in with things that... So yeah. you're playing a board game. Start your board game. Don't tell us what the board game is. Well, you can't. Okay, you go. Clock. Your queen is now in check. You- Ace of hearts. I win. You've been attacked by a snake. Go to the bottom of the, of the winnings. <laughs> <laughs> go to jail or don't. <laughs> Strangle your hippo. <laughs> Pay $200 to the following PayPal account. <laughs> oh, shit. Pop the Instamatic Popper Bubble. <laughs> uh, roll the dice down Three. some stairs. <laughs> Press pause on the VCR. <laughs> Go and buy an apple. Insert disc two. 
There you go. Go read a book. <laughs> Yell faggot at your door. <laughs> Gosh, I hope that story stays in. <laughs> you get to play a board game for two minutes. No, because you stretch that. You put them on loop. Yeah. Oh, I've got to take another poo on the board. <laughs> faggot. Ah, oh, this is the worst game ever. I feel very. I feel bad because um, this podcast seems to be advertising my album. I apologise for that. Um, but fuck it. Um, this is a song from that album, and it goes like this. It's a bit nightmarey. Okay. The end. Thanks for bringing pizza. Could you put it in the bucket, Mark? Not to be open till 1945, and I know that's in the past. But I built a time machine out of a surfboard and a piece of string, and I do a little dance to summon up the turtles, cause the turtles know where my car keys are. I know I'm behaving quiet, unsafely, but I've been drinking too much coffee lately. A man comes through the door, but he cannot understand me Because now I only speak in alphabetical order And this makes him upset He begins to roll skate Then he turns my house into a giant vapor cloud I try to put it in a jar But my jars are smaller vapor clouds You can't put a vapor cloud inside a smaller vapor cloud That's just something that I know Innately And I've been Drinking too much coffee Lately I have a cappuccino Cola latte frappuccino Followed by a macchiato And a double affogato Then expresses by the heat Just to help me sleep I want some crushed up coffee beans To give me lovely dreams But when I wake up I'll see That it's all been a reality In my freezer were alive They'd be unhappy Because now they're in the freezer And they don't have lips My dog is a Buddhist He looks really peaceful As I try to boil a doll So I can make doll soup I spill some on the floor Because the carpet men are hungry And they hold up tiny mirrors And I see that I'm a werewolf But I do not feel alarmed Not greatly I've been drinking too much coffee Lately there's a monkey on my back He likes to drink his coffee black And he'll use a percolator So that he can drink it later He's got his beverage holder In the middle of my shoulder And he will not get off me He's drinking all the coffee And my monkey is a doctor He now corrects my posture Like a tiny little druid With his coffee flavored fluid And it's him that is prescribing The coffee I'm imbibing And he's laughing And he's singing And my coffee he is bringing to me Nightmarish that song. Yeah, it's a fucking nightmare to remember all the words. (laughs) So as you wake, 
with sweaty pillow and oh, this is bollocks. Are you <laughs> dripping Christ. like oh uh, dripping like a Stevie like Nicks? Yeah. Stevie Nicks. Uh, uh, we've come to the end of uh, this uh, podcast. Thank you very much for listening. My name's James. My name is Mark. And my name is Chris. We're in Man Bites God. This is called Theatre of the World. And if you like it, uh, uh, then you should subscribe. Uh, write a comment. Rate us on the iTunes. That would be lovely. Or you can go to theatreoftheworld.com and um, look at things. Etc. Oh, and man, and Facebook and uh, the Twitter. Twitters. Uh, you know, uh, thing. Jesus. Find episodes and more at theatreoftheworld.com. I remember thinking, that is not the gayest photo of Chris I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> You know what was really weird? Please tell me we recorded that. Is yeah. it? Is the, <laughs> it, the guy kept taking, kept, kept, he would walk around the room with it and kind of offer it to people to pose with and have a photo taken with it. And I've done that at parties. It, it was around <laughs> offering people to have photos taken with my penis. All the guys, all the <laughs> males. Next to Chris, you mean. <laughs> Excuse me, would you like a photo taken with my penis? Hello. <laughs> Um, all the guys would kind of look kind of awkward near it and all the girls stroked it. It was strange. That's hot. Yeah. I would like a photo of a girl stroking a giant fake penis. Everyone. All right. Anyone listening? I've emailed there are, there are some. There are some pictures. Can we start? <laughs> all right. This is Man Bites God. This is Man Bites God.